My name is Josh Snyder, and this is Thoughtful Discussion, and I'm here with Jared Lanza of Encounter Church. Awesome. So tell me how you got started out. So my wife and I moved here to help start another church in the south side called okay. Lifestone Church yep. uh, in 2009. And uh, we were there for a few years, and I was a, sort of a staff pastor on, on in that church. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were there, we just really felt like um, God was moving us more into a space of being in the city itself, like in more of the east end where we are now. So we moved yeah. to Lawrenceville and really started getting connected with the community with the neighborhood, meeting neighbors, meeting different people, and uh, just really felt like we wanted to be an influencer in the city for something we believe in just deeply. And uh, so we started our church in 2014, in March. We're actually coming up on our four-year anniversary as a church. And um, yeah, so we've been in the city since 2009, so it's coming up on, was that nine years now? Yeah. I guess if the math is not great, I think, yeah. No, that's right. But um, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, but it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, so what are some of the bumps you've, you've come across? Wow, there's a lot of bumps, <laughs> a lot of different things. I mean, um, you know, moving to a new city is, yes. is just in general. I mean, when you move here, we, we ended up in a neighborhood that, that um, I think wasn't really our style. And to be honest with you, I don't really even think that we really knew who we were. We were young kids at the time. I'm, I just turned 37, and when we moved here, I was in my late 20s, you right. know. So, um didn't really know who we were and what we were looking for. But when we moved into Lawrenceville, which is like just such a great spot in Pittsburgh, yeah. um, surrounded by all these other really great neighborhoods, yeah. um, we really began to see that, um, that I don't know, we feel like we're made for this area, but at the same time, learning how things are around here. You know, Pittsburgh is such a, a town, particularly the East End, is is made up of so many different types of people. Right. Um, and there's this thing going on in the East End, which I know you're aware of and so many people are, that there's like this, the old and the new kind of all blending together. And so trying to learn through that. So that was one thing that was a bump for us. Yep. Um, you know, uh, starting a, a church from the ground up that doesn't exist is, um, I don't, it's probably something not many people have, have done and really made people think about it. a lot of people smart start small businesses which is similar right um but it's a lot of raising money you know yep. to get started we had to raise money our own capital yep. um building relationships with people um trying to get people to see the vision that we had for the for the city and for for a church and then ask them to join us in that process right trying to get people who have skills who uh to maybe help us with different types of activities in our church but not paying them because right. it's a, like it's a nonprofit that doesn't have a payroll, if that, if you will. And so right. um, that was cer- certainly challenges, um, people coming and then people leaving. Um, one of the things that I've experienced a lot was feeling like, you know, people join you and then you think that they're forever going to be present. Right. But then life goes on. Right. And things yeah. happen. So a lot of different challenges of just. Um, people related, sometimes feeling like I'm not doing a good job and wondering if it's, if it's going to survive and then mm. waking up the next morning and, and realizing things aren't as bad as it's a lot of just internal things, just a lot right. of bumps like that. Yeah. I got you. So planning, planning a church and starting a business. I mean, there are, there are a lot of parallel sure. parallels for sure. Um, what do you think is, uh, is a challenge that you or something that you thought was going to be a lot harder end up being easy or vice versa that, you know, kind of put you in the place where you're at now? That's a great question. Um, 
Maybe I'll start with the reverse version of that because yeah. you. I was like, what was what was I think was going to be really hard that turned out to be really easy. I don't know that one. Um, Not many of those. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that I could think of. So maybe as I talk, right. something will pop up. Right. Um, you know, it. And maybe this fits with a business. I mean, maybe from your perspective, uh, I've yeah. never actually started a business, a profit right. business, but I'm sure that anybody who thinks of starting something new, the reason that they do it is because they think that their idea is the best, right? Right. You think that like what I'm about to bring has not been done. We call it a hole in the market. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. it's this idea that like, I have this niche that, right. that is not being served properly right now. Exactly. So man, I'm just gonna have to open the door. All I gotta do is open the doors <laughs> and then everybody's gonna run in and then it's gonna be great. And, and I, I had that same mentality. Um, and I think it, it, is, it is different, but it's similar and hopefully it makes sense to, to our viewers here, but um, I do what I do because I believe in it. Absolutely. And so, so for me, I'm thinking, if we can just position it the right way and help and invite people to experience it, right. everybody in the world is going to want to know this and experience right. this, you know, and, um, and it is not that easy. And I'm sure it's not that easy in any business. Correct. Yeah. And I have experienced that. Um, and for a while, I think the challenge for me was feeling like because it didn't explode the way that I wanted it to, or maybe envisioned it would, yeah, yeah. that it, I maybe even thought it wasn't a great product, if you will. Right. And I had to come to this place where I said, no, 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 like what what we offer is actually great. And a lot of people are enjoying it and are participating yeah. in all of that. And I had to kind of like get myself the place to understanding. And so that was that was a right. big challenge. OK, so would you say like patience and just kind of let it blossom and let it do its thing and just keep putting every day, every week? inch by inch you just keep letting it build yeah you know i i would say the lesson that i have learned i mean i've never this is not only my first time ever starting a church yeah but it's also my first time being the like the lead pastor the main pastor not maybe right. like a youth pastor or something the, the one who's kind of driving the whole boat if you will yeah um it has been a, a really big learning process for me because it is like i'm trying to strike the balance between being patient and content <laughs> and happy with what is happening. There's a right. lot of awesome things that you can miss. Yeah. I can miss a lot of, a lot. It's, like, it's like having a baby and looking at your newborn baby and then at times wishing that the baby would grow up faster than it is. Right, right. Um, and yet at the same time, not being content to just stay where you're at because you know that there are better things and that there is more. So right. finding that like, like walking that fine line, it's almost like a razor's edge, it feels yep. like, yep. of like, I am thrilled with what's happening right now, yeah. but at the same time, like not losing that drive to yeah. try to get more so that, you know, it can grow and become its best version of itself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the way that kind of applies to me, so I'm going on my fourth year with this printing business, and I was having a discussion with, with my older brother. We're 15 years apart, so... He has a lot of years on me, and he's been an entrepreneur for some time. And he, you know, I, I came to him with a, an issue, and he's like, dude, you should be farther along. You should be. And, I, and this whole time, I've, I've been like, all right, because I've, I've had a business before for seven years, and I, I, I've known the process. So when I built this one, I did it in increments, and I, and I knew what to expect. Every time I, sure. I hit a mark, it was earlier than I expected. And every time I broke a record, it was 
was consistent. I was like, all right, I'm doing good, I'm good. And then it wasn't until last year that instead of just the business, doing the business to survive and doing the business, like to hit the marks that personally I, I wanted it to hit for, for my own reasons, I realized that it, w it had to be more of a business that, and, and it had to be, the numbers had to hit higher for a different reason. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I, I got to pay rent. I got to do this. I got to do that. I want to send my kid to college. I want to do, you know, what have you. And it may, it definitely leveled me up for, all right. Like, I mean, what he was saying, I was already kind of already thinking, mm -hmm. but it affirms that like, you got to enjoy the process. Let it be, let it grow, do your thing. But then, you know, you do, you definitely have that goal where you, you want to, you want to see it at a, at a certain point. You want to see whether it's a certain amount of people coming or, you know, being able to do certain outreaches or whatever it is. You know, for me, it's that same thing. You know, the more we're able to, to do, then the more we're able to, you know, help people with and, and, you know, it's, it's awesome when we can, when we, on our end, we love every project and when we give someone an order and it turns out exactly the way they want it, they're just like, that's, that's it right there. They're just like, yes, I did it. Where, I mean, I know that there's some parallels when, sure. you know, you have a good service and someone comes <laughs> up to you and you're like, you know, you feel like you nailed it. It's, it's that same, definitely that same, for sure. you know, emotion. So, no, there's definitely, I think there's a lot more parallels than people realize when you're, you know, especially as a startup church, yeah. doing what you're doing. I think, I, I definitely agree. And I think that, um, it, I just I keep coming back, it's a fine line. Yeah. There is a fine line, um, I mean, in any business, mm -hmm. in any church, um, if you forget the reason why you do the thing in the first place, you're going to really miss a lot of things. Right. You know, you could, you can have the capacity to print, right. you know, any order, but if you don't love what you do, then your quality is going to suffer. Right. Same thing at a church or anything, really, you know. Yeah. And so if I, lose, if I lose the joy of seeing someone's life being changed because of what's happening in our church, yeah. then I'm going to start focusing on things that are not actually going to help the right. church to thrive and grow. I'm going to start looking at, like, these numbers, and those numbers <laughs> aren't the stories. Right. And so it's that challenge of, like, sh like preparing for the things. Right but always focusing on the stories. Like that's kind of the, this, this sort of like juggling act, balancing act that I feel like I'm always living. And I feel like it's, it's, it's anybody who's ever doing anything that's worthwhile is struggling with that. Absolutely. <laughs> now there might be a little bit more pressure on you because like for me and a lot of other business owners that I know that have started out and stuff, you know, we're not, um, we don't have that added little extra, you know, you're, you're religious, you're a pastor, you're, you know, you have, so you have to do things the right way. You know what I mean? Where for mm -hmm. a lot of small business, we do things wrong. We do things wrong to start with. Well, we, I do we too do sometimes. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot more people looking at you, you know, with, with a different perspective where, you know, they expect you to, to be a certain way, sure. act a certain way, and do, you know, and of course, you know, it's not that we're perfect and we do everything perfect every time, but that's another added balance where, yeah. And right. With small business, whether it's, you know, numbers or customers, or, I mean, there's a ton of, ton of different aspects, but you're able to, 
I see people sw- sweep things under the rug a little bit easier. I could imagine a church, it's, everything's on the open, and that's a little bit harder. You have to have a little more patience, a little more level-headed, and be like, it's, it's, it's some work. I mean, I, I try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, our church is very relationship oriented. Yeah. And I think right, that's right. one of the I, I think is one of the strengths of our church. Right. Um, and because of that, it can be more messy. You know, right. when you're when you are honest with people, we, right. we push people to be honest with yeah. each other. So if there's something that you don't like or someone offended you or something. Right. Um, because, I mean, if you think of it in terms of transactions. Right. So in yeah. the business transaction, you don't have a lot of a lot of that sort of necessarily personal transactions. It's mostly like, hey, I need this number of things right. and it costs me this number of dollars. Right. And if I don't like you, I don't care because I know I'm going to get what I want anyway. Right. Because it's relational and it is, you know, this sort of relational transaction thing, we're pushing people to be honest with each other. Right. Oh, you said this thing. Okay, well, don't just sweep it under the rug and go to another business, if you will. Like right. instead, like let's work this out. Yeah. That's messy. And then, like you said, there is that added pressure of, 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 um, we have a lot of people from different walks of life in our church and yeah. and they all have what they think a pastor is. Right. And so, you know how I really try to just answer that? Yeah. I don't try to be anybody other than me. Right. Um, and that is messy in its own right, for sure, <laughs> because there have been times where I, there was actually just a situation that came up this week that I, I won't get into the details, but it was essentially I had an idea yeah. that I thought was a really great idea for something that we could do. And someone that I uh, was involved in the process actually was offended by it. Yeah. And and to walk that fine line of apologizing for the offensive nature of of it, but at the same time saying, but listen, you need to understand that like, it wasn't meant to offend you. This right. was, this is what I feel like is right. right. And uh, I mean, you know, listeners don't think this wasn't anything that was like, you know, like horrible topic. It was like, right. it was a, it was a, ser- a sermon series title that I thought a little cheeky, but I thought actually had a great point with it. But yeah. point being, um, you can't worry about what everybody thinks. You know, right. if you're the guy who's, who's got this vision, mm-hmm for whatever it is, whether it's a business or a church or anything, this vision to make something happen. If I spend all my time worrying about what everybody thinks about me and I'm going to constantly be making adjustments that aren't actually related to what we're trying to do. Um, So that's what I tell myself and it helps me sleep better at night sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. No, I think that, I mean, trying to be, be on that path is, uh, I mean, the most you can do is, is just, work towards it and right even if you don't do, you're not perfect every day you, you work towards right that you know and being sensitive it is yeah. important i think in anything to right. i mean if i don't listen to any of my customers i won't eventually have any customers right. so i mean there is that level Likewise. of of that no, too I mean, you know and, so and, we, and, and like you were saying i mean we have it is transaction based but it's also some back there can be friction and there can be yep. You know, and any any and that has ramifications in right. the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so, no, it's definitely it's not just one sided. There, it could it could happen, and how you deal with that and how you you know work through that. That's, I think, if you can handle that gracefully and if you can handle that with, you know, respectfully, especially to a customer that isn't pleased with right. you, you know, and and you can still work through that. That that's where you shine. I, I think, think that's where the metal really rubber meets the road. Honestly, right. I think. And that tests your metal. That's what I was trying to say. Because I, I, I think, you know, we can talk a big game, right. right? And it's easy to be friendly to people who are nice. And it's easy oh, to yeah. take care of the things that 
that everything is amicable and easy. Right. But when you messed up or did something wrong or offended someone or whatever, right. I think you really see what you're made of when when you how you respond to that situation. Right. If you can have a problem with a person, a disagreement with a person, even yeah. fundamental philosophical differences with a person and still remain friends and be able to work together yeah. and have a, a partnership or a working relationship with that person, I think it speaks deeply to the character of the individuals involved. Absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. What is uh, what's something that keeps you motivated? So many things that keep me motivated. Yeah. Um, Making a difference, I think, is, yeah. is the thing that may, keeps me the motivated for my job particularly, the yeah. reason I do what I do. I mean, outside of wanting to take care of my family, mm-hmm. um, you know, and those kinds of things. But even, even in that sense, I want to make a difference in my kid's life. Yeah. I know my son and my daughter are watching me. Yeah. And so even though I'm pastoring a church of people mm-hmm. who look to me for maybe some spiritual guidance and kind of conversation discussion about those topics... Yeah. We also want to make a big difference in our community. We want people to know that there's more right. for them. And so we're putting a lot of thought into how can we reach the people in these mm-hmm. neighborhoods who feel alone or they're broken or they're, they're lonely or whatever it might be. But at the same time, I'm yeah. deeply driven equally by that, but also that when I come home at night, my son knows what I did that day yeah. and it's important for him to see me as the same guy yeah. and my, my daughter and my wife. Right. So what drives me, I think, is is staying true to who I am and yep. doing the best that I can to do the thing that I feel like I'm called to do in life. Right. And when it gets hard, which it often is, yeah. I think that's the thing that I draw from that kind of motivates me to get up and kind of keep pushing. Yeah. So you grew up with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Did if I? Because I, I might get a little bit personal. Okay. Right? All right. And um, Story time with Jared's coming time. up. <laughs> so... How does that affect, I mean, I, I think it, it pushes you to, to work harder, right? I, I mean, it, it makes you, when you, when you, when you start out, whether, I mean, when you have business, if, you, if it's just always good, you're just going to coast, sure. right? Right. And, you know, same thing, I mean, in life, in, you know, w- where you're at now, I mean, obviously you've had years that you've been on, on the path, but grown up as a teenager you know t- tell me a little bit about that and how that's kind of shaped um, maybe more of your mentality towards you know m- m- wanting the best and wanting to move forward and wanting to so I think I think you know to give a little bit of TLDR right I made a lot of mistakes as yep. a teenager got myself into a lot of trouble yep um, a lot of a lot of choices that I made that have shaped me as the person that I am for good and bad. Right, and I right. think I mean, everybody understands that. Of course. Um, the drive that comes from that also, there's a lot of, a lot of things that I've had to work through over the years. Insecurities I've had to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, shadows of things that I still fight. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's just reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, if I were to say who was, who was Jared then... Yeah. And who am I now? I would say the thing that I that maybe if I were to try to describe and maybe characterize it, I would say that I was a broken, shattered person when I was a in my mid to late teens Mm -hmm. to the point of where I wanted to kill myself. 
I, I hated life. I was angry at God for just so many things. And yeah. that's kind of was defining me in those years. Mm-hmm. But I believe that knowing God and following after him yeah. has, I have seen how he's changed my life. I have, I used to, I had this image of myself as, as a broken vase that was just sort of shattered on the ground and piece by piece, it's been kind of glued back together. And I always thought that I was going to be this vase, but that was always this fragile, weak vase, like as if you tried to put the thing back together with tape, you know, right. that if all you do is touch it, it would shatter again. But what actually has happened to me, and I really believe it's the grace of God, has brought me through this place of where I feel like I'm a new vase. I yeah. really do. Hmm. And so to answer your question then, yeah. the thing that drives me, the passion comes from, I want that same thing for everybody else. Yeah. I believe that's possible. So when I see people who are struggling with whatever, and they may not have gone through some of the things as bad as that may be worse, but some people have had good lives and, yeah. but are still struggling with a lot of things like fear or doubt or uh, identity and, and just not knowing what their purpose is. Well, all sorts of things that I think everybody, if they're honest, struggles with in sure. some form or fashion. Right. Like I just, I want people to know that I believe that, that there's a God out there who knows them, loves yeah. them and whatever they're going through that he can be with them through that. So, right. That drives me because I I know where I came from. Like you said, that road, you know, I've right. walked this path and now you kind of look back and you're like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. Right. And in that space, I, I feel like I pass people all the time who are just kind of sitting on the road, if you will, wondering if this is as far as they're ever gonna go. Hmm. And I feel like that passion, like I'm, you can see it right now, like it just right. wells up inside of me. Then I'm like, there's more, like don't stop. Like, right. you know, and I feel like I have something to offer in that space. So that's. That's where that, I think that's a big place where that passion comes Absolutely. from. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, what's your creative process when you are, we've, we've all been in ruts, of course. Yeah. Right. So what, I, what's something that you do when you're, you know, you're working through something and, you know, um, so processes are big for me. Yeah. I, I try I find that that if I'm not disciplined, I fall into these ruts all the time. Right. <laughs> Are you type A or type E? Uh, I think I'm mostly type A. Okay. Uh, in that I'm, th- I thrive with schedules. I thrive with systems and and structures to help me stay motivated. But the problem is, is that when I don't have them, yeah. I become a lazy, slothful bum. Right. So, and then I actually, but then I fall into like this melancholy state of feeling like I've become very susceptible to feeling inadequate. And that's what I've really discovered about myself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of creative individuals struggle with that same thing, but, Hmm. um, but maybe, maybe they're not as structured as I am, but I think we're very susceptible to the highs and the lows. So what I have found is for me is to try to find the patterns and prepare myself for those moments that come Mm. and know that, they will come and actually try to identify when those things come. So there are seasons of my life where I'm really busy and expend a lot of emotional energy into maybe sermon preparation or event preparation or outreach, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then after those moments, I find that I actually become very tired and emotionally spent and then find myself unmotivated or having a difficult time now thinking about what's next. So what I've, 
one of the major things that I've really tried to work through is creating processes so that I plan ahead so that when I get there and I'm tired, I don't have to start from scratch. Gotcha. Um, so planning has been a huge, a huge thing for me um, that allows, I, I give myself the freedom to be creative because I'm not always on a deadline. I think that's maybe the shortest way to say it. Right. Yeah. Love it. So tell me where we could find the church and uh, give yourself all the plugs, and, you know, uh, whether it's online or physically, yeah. all that. So online, you can find us on the interwebs. Uh, that would be www.encounterpgh.com, PGH like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our website that basically will drive you to every other place that we have. We have Facebook with Encounter PGH, Twitter, Instagram, Encounter PGH. I think we're also on Vimeo, Encounter PGH. That's the, that's the way to go. Um, yeah, Yelp. We're on Yelp, too. <laughs> Sweet. You know, it's funny. We're like one of the only churches on Yelp. So we've yep. got five stars on Yelp, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. But um, physically, we meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Neighborhood Academy. Uh, it's a debatable whether it's Garfield or Stanton Heights, but it's okay. uh, right off of North Aiken, right off of Black Street. So if you go down the hill on Black, you're in Highland Park. If you go yep. up that hill, there's right across from Garfield Commons. There's a Jehovah's Witness uh, church right there, but we're behind it where Pittsburgh uh, Sports League actually plays soccer on the Neighborhood Academy grounds. Okay. We meet in the school there Sunday mornings at 10. Stop by if you feel inclined. And uh, thanks for watching. This has been Thoughtful Discussions with Josh Snyder. Thanks, everybody.